Fragments of Fright, the complete series, is now available. All five volumes of the international best-selling series bundle together into one convenient horrifying collection. Go to Amazon and search for Fragments of Fright Complete Series or go to maniacontheloose.com slash books. If you like scary stories, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories Podcast. (laughs) Sit back and relax. Keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times and enjoy the ride. Murder Mystery Greg My name is Greg. I'm a serial killer. It has been two years since I murdered my last victim. That's my introduction at the beginning of every group therapy meeting we have. I'm a permanent resident of the Paducah Valley Insane Asylum. Group therapy for serial killers is every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Today is Friday. There are two other members of the serial killer group, Peter and Bobby. They were standing next to the dead body of Dr. Brady, our group therapist. Someone had slit her throat, and they were both staring at me like I did it. But I didn't. I swear I didn't. I was the first one to step into the group room today, and I found the body of Dr. Brady. Although to me, she was Marsha. I loved her, and I think she loved me too. We had been having a secret affair for the past month. She was so smart, so beautiful, so (sighs) perfect. And here I was, a serial killer she was treating. I had no chance. I knew that, but it didn't stop me from telling her how I felt. I think it was love. Being that I'm a sociopath, it's hard to say for sure, but where I used to be a cold, callous monster, lately I've been experiencing feelings more than ever. Mostly for Marsha. I fully expected her to reject me when I confessed my love for her, but she was a kind woman. I knew she'd let me down gently. I did not expect for her to pull me to her, kiss me fully on the mouth, and then demand that I make love to her on the spot. We had secret sexual encounters following each group therapy session. It has been amazing. My heart dropped when I found her dead body this morning. Who would do such a thing? I mean, it had to be one of the other group members. It had to be Peter or Bobby. They were both serial killers, too. It wouldn't be out of the ordinary for either of them to slide a sharp blade across a beautiful woman's throat. It had to be one of them. I I just wasn't sure which one. 
Peter was a sleazy serial killer. He targeted single women who lived alone. He'd break into their homes when they were away, rummage through their dirty clothes, sniff their used panties, and then masturbate into one of the used socks. After that, he'd wait for them to come home, strangle them, and cut off one of their index fingers to keep as a trophy. A real sicko that Peter was. However, he seemed to be making progress. He'd often cry with remorse when recounting his dastardly deeds. But once a serial killer, always a serial killer. Believe me, I know. You can push that darkness down deep, but it's always there. Marcia was killed with a knife. She was not strangled as was Peter's M.O. Peter was a strangler, but killing her with a knife would certainly throw the rest of us off his tracks. Still, I didn't think it was him. I thought it was Bobby. Bobby was a brutal serial killer. He'd kill anyone and it was often impulsive. Look at him wrong, he'd kill you. Say the wrong thing, he'd kill you. Hell, you could just walk by the guy when he was in a killing mood and wind up his next victim. There was no rhyme or reason with Bobby. He was just a cold-blooded killer, and he was unapologetic about it. Unlike Peter, Bobby was not making progress in group therapy. He'd share his murders, but with a sick enjoyment, like someone reminiscing about good times with a loved one. If they let Bobby go today, he'd kill at least two people within 24 hours. That's just the kind of man Bobby was, a mean, dirty killer. He was my prime suspect, but uh, maybe it was Peter. The only way to be sure was to kill them both. I hadn't killed anyone in two years, but that streak was about to end. I had to exact revenge on the love of my life, Marcia. I grabbed the bloody murder weapon from the ground and started slashing. Murder Mystery Peter My name is Peter. Peter the Pervert is the moniker the newspapers hung on me. I suppose they're correct. But I'm much better now. Not perfect, but improved. I was shocked when I walked into the room and found Greg kneeling next to a bloody Dr. Brady. He must have killed her. Kind of unusual for the lover boy killer. Yeah, that's Greg's nickname. See, Greg would date a girl. He'd be a loyal, loving boyfriend, the best boyfriend a girl could ever want. That is, until that first inevitable argument occurred. Whereas a sane person would work through the argument, Greg would just kill the woman, bury her in his backyard, and move on to a new girlfriend. So, even though it looked like Greg had committed this murder, I immediately had my doubts. Dr. Brady was not his girlfriend. She was my girlfriend. I snuck into the doctor's locker room one night. They changed there. Sometimes they'd shower. One night after showering, changing, and leaving for the night, Dr. Brady left her dirty clothes behind in a duffel bag. Once the coast was clear, I dug through the bag, found her panties, and began to sniff them. 
I was mortified when Dr. Brady returned to retrieve the duffel bag she forgot. I had been caught red-handed. But something happened that I wasn't expecting. Instead of Dr. Brady conveying an appalled expression, she smiled and said, Wouldn't you prefer to smell the real thing? We made sweet, wild love right there in the middle of the locker room. We'd meet there weekly for sexual rendezvous. She even told me she loved me. So since Marsha was my girlfriend, it didn't quite fit Loverboy Greg's M.O. That's when Bobby entered the room. He chuckled upon witnessing the grisly sight. Bobby was a big, brawny brute. This may have been his doing, but I wouldn't expect Bobby to kill someone, leave, and then come back. He was the kind of killer who liked to gloat over his victims. If he did this, he'd probably be dancing around with Marsha's dead body just to make sure everyone knew he was the one who did it. One of us had to have killed her and I knew it wasn't me, but the fact was, I was having sex with her, and if that got out, I'd be the prime suspect. Rather than try to find the true killer, I thought it best for the three of us to work together to hide the body so that none of us would be suspects. All I was going to ask was that I get to keep one of her fingers as a souvenir. I was trying to find the words to persuade my fellow serial killers to follow my plan when crazy loverboy Greg picked up the knife from the ground and started swinging the blade wildly at me and Bobby. Huh. All hell had officially broken loose. Murder Mystery Bobby The lover boy strikes again. I was about to applaud Greg for finally having the balls to kill again, but I could tell in his shocked rabbit-like eyes that he didn't kill Dr. Brady. That left Peter the perverted strangler, but that guy really got off on strangling chicks. Weird that he'd kill Dr. Brady with a knife. But it had to be one of them, because I knew it wasn't me. Look, I make no apologies for being what I am, and what I am is a killing machine. I'll kill anyone and everyone. I killed my mom, my brother, schoolmates, and countless strangers. Black, white, Hispanic, Asian, girls, guys, whoever. I'm an equal opportunity murderer. But I didn't kill Dr. Brady. Not that I wouldn't have. As a matter of fact, I almost did once. I hate this stupid serial killer group therapy. It's infuriating and demeaning. Having to listen to wimps like Greg and Peter cry about the guilt they have for killing people is pathetic. They should be proud. This goddamn Dr. Brady has reduced two perfectly good serial killers into a couple of sobbing pussies. But I had their backs. I was going to make her pay for what she did. I was going to take that bitch out. I waited for her in one of the dark corridors. I knew the security guard's tendencies. I knew where and when I could kill if I got the urge, and oh, did I have the urge. When Dr. Brady turned the corner, I grabbed her by the throat and shoved her against the wall. As I squeezed my hand, I could feel her airway constrict, and I readied myself for that orgasmic moment. The look of terror on my victim's face. 
To my shock, Dr. Brady held no such expression. Instead, she was smiling. I noticed that she was trying to say something, so I released my grip enough for her to speak. Her words surprised me. Why don't you show me what kind of a real man you are? She could tell I was confused, so she made it clear. Do it to me, you big idiot. So I did. I drilled her real good right there in the corridor, and we kept a healthy sexual relationship after that. It was kind of a bummer that the sex had to end, but I was proud of whichever one of these pansies killed her. Then Loverboy grabbed the knife and started swinging like a wild man. Peter held up his hand in a defensive posture and had his index finger lopped off in the process. <laughs> I chuckled at the irony. Loverboy then stabbed away at Peter's midsection until Peter dropped to the floor a bloody dead mess. Then Loverboy turned his aggression toward me, and he was better with that blade than I had expected. He faked like he was going to stab me in the body, but when I moved my arms low to defend the blow, he changed direction and slid the blade against my throat. I could see spurts of my own blood splashing against the white asylum walls with each beat of my heart. I knew I didn't have long to live, but there was no way I was going to let Loverboy survive. As Loverboy paused to admire his handiwork, I grabbed him by the throat. He slashed away at my wrist, but it was too late. I had him in my grasp, and I quickly crushed his windpipe. We both fell to the ground at the same time and eyed each other as we died. We were both fighting to hang on. Neither one of us wanted to be the first to give in. This was the last stand for both of us. Whoever died first, lost. <laughs> Loverboy Greg died a few seconds before I did. Murder Mystery Marsha I always had a thing for serial killers. I was fascinated with them as a little girl, and when I reached sexual maturity, it was serial killer tendencies that aroused me. It was after I graduated high school that I reached a crossroads. I could be a serial killer lackey and observe while the killers did their thing, or I could become a doctor and get to know the serial killers inside and out before I seduced them. I had been working at the Paducah Valley Insane Asylum for several years and had a stellar reputation. I was proud of the group therapy my serial killers were doing. Greg and Peter were truly remorseful for their actions, and for Bobby, speaking of his murders was an outlet for him. It probably kept him from killing others within the asylum. I was having sex with all of them and it was amazing. I had reached my ultimate goal. I knew these three serial killers better than anyone else could ever imagine knowing them. I had reached the peak. The pinnacle. It was all downhill from here. And I couldn't live with that. When I decided to kill myself, I chose the serial killer's way. A blade to the throat. And what better place to perform my suicide than the very room where I met these killers? These wonderful, fascinating serial killers. I hope they handle my death well.
We hope you enjoyed the show. We're dying for you to come back for more. <laughs> Visit ManiacOnTheLoose.com Sign up for our newsletter and I'll give you some free stuff. We'll see you soon. Very soon. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to support the show, buy some of my books. I have a bunch of them, and most of them are free with Kindle Unlimited. Don't have Kindle Unlimited? No problem. They're all priced pretty cheap. Go to ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash books. I have some exciting news. You can now get Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories Podcast merchandise. T-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, hats, mugs, and much more. Choose from two different Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories Podcast logos or get merchandise with one of my book covers on it. Visit ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash store. That's ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash store.